Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode came from a suggestion that we got on Instagram from one of our podcast listeners, and he wanted to hear from TJ from One Bad VP44 Performance, and wanted us to chat with him about tuning those trucks, power potential, ways to make the VP44 live, and just kind of a rundown of, of what can be done with those trucks for drivability, and then also making power for, for those with trucks that are taking them to the dyno or, or, or the, the drag strip. And, and having fun with them. So we're going to chat with him. It's really interesting. We've never talked about VP44 tuning on the podcast in depth. So it's it's going to be a first for the podcast. We know you guys are going to like this episode. Before we get to it, I want to make sure that I see you guys on our Discord channel. You're going to find a link down below and also on our Instagram page. If you search the Diesel Podcast, you'll find a link in our bio that'll take you there. It's a place for our hardcore diesel fans, the, the people who are listening to every episode, every week. You want to be able to chat with us, chat with me one-on-one, talk with with other podcast fans, people that have a truck like yours that may have, you know, you may want to ask them, you know, what kind of wheel and tire setup do you have? What kind of turbo and injectors did you run? Who, who tuned your truck? How do you like it? It's, it's a much more engaging way to be able to talk about our trucks, talk about our passions in ways that we can make our vehicles run, you know, more reliably and just, just drive better. There's also exclusive perks as well for our Patreon members. We release episodes first to them. They can be involved as far as being like a, a, a co-director of the podcast. You can have your truck be our podcast cover for a month. You're also going to find that link in our, our Instagram bio. And it's it's a really cool way to be able to <clears throat> give back to all of you that have supported us from the start and have spent so many hours. I, I recently looked at how many hours per year people listen on YouTube how many downloads that we have. And there's so much time you guys invest in us and our guests. We wanted to be able to create a way that you can be even more invested in our show and and help direct it. I, I always say that, you know, this is your guys's podcast. I'm in the driver's seat and you guys are telling me where to go. Also for our shop owners out there, we have a really cool, really cool discount to be able to help you guys out. I've had Nick from Dieselmatic on the podcast several times and we've talked about ways that you can maximize your website be able to reach the customers that you want be able to have your website work for you have be able to make you money and streamline the process of finding customers and getting jobs in the door that really fit what you're doing you might just do maintenance you might do performance you might do a little bit of both make sure and go to dieselmatic.com you can use code tdp15 and you get 15 percent off your first four months they have a fantastic website they've got a lot of information a lot of data stats basically rundowns of, of things that they've found that have worked in diesel. So this isn't just a marketing company that doesn't know about automotive. It doesn't know about diesel. This is what they specialize in. So they work with shops all over North America and in different regions and are able to put together a complete package that fits your business. It fits the customers that you want, fits what you guys are doing. So make sure and head on over there. All right, let's get to the podcast with TJ and chatting about VP44 performance. TJ, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited to chat with you today about some VP44 stuff, and those trucks are 
they've they've always been known for being reliable and making good power and then i think with a lot of the competition that's been out there over the years they've really made a leap forward with power and times and and uh one of our our fans on instagram had actually messaged in recently is like hey you need to get you need to get tj on chat with him about vp44 trucks and tuning and ask you a bunch of questions so i'm excited to chat with you today and learn more about second gen vp44 trucks yeah i appreciate you having me uh uh, I enjoy it. Uh, they're they're fun trucks to deal with. I wanted to actually kind of. I think I'm going to ask you a question that uh, that our fan asked us because it'll be a great way to get a little bit of background on your business and what you do. Is you wanted to know what drew you to VP44 trucks and and specifically why that year range versus P pumps and common rails. Well, you know, uh, the, it's kind of funny the the truck that I'm building right now. I've, I've owned it for uh five six years um and i i worked for the railroad as full time and i got forced out of out of my terminal and i was like you know i should get something that has pretty good resale value and and gets decent mileage i'm driving two hours a day so i'll just look for a cummins you know it's the first cummins I'd, I'd ever owned and uh i picked it up and it just happened to be a vp44 truck you know i didn't i didn't know anything about them really i just kind of wanted to learn i was a decent mechanic in the air force so i mean i'm familiar but i just never uh i don't know i just never worked on the actual cummins pickup so i bought that i paid like 7500 bucks for it and i was like i'm just gonna leave it as it is it was four-wheel drive (laughs) five speed uh had minimal modifications done to it and then i stumbled across or across quadzilla and here we are you know five years later um you know i've uh i've always liked the p-pumps too you know i mean i might get some flack for it but you know the p-pumps were always you know real good uh real good injection pumps you know they could do what we can't the high rpms the fueling up top you know the the big power but the vps man you just they start when it's cold. You don't have to go out there and crank them a thousand times. Um, so I guess I kind of just wanted to learn the platform of the truck that I bought. And that's kind of how I got in it. And I guess I, I stayed in it, you know, and, and hearing all the, the, you know, things that we can't do with these trucks, you can't make 500 horsepower. You can't make 600 horsepower. And now here we are, you can't make a thousand horsepower. So, we're all shooting for that thousand number, you know, I mean, there's been a couple guys that's done it, you know, uh, Johnny and, uh, Chris Krebs, but, uh, and I think Chris Parker, I think I got to believe he's up there, you know, but, um, they're fun. They're fun to work with, man. It's one of the cool things about buying a Cummins is it doesn't really matter what generation or year range you buy. You're going to get a, a solid platform, whether it's a first gen or, or, you know, the current ones and they each have their nuances and kind of the different ways to go about building them. And, and I wanted to really chat with you one about, you know, your business and what you do with VP 44 trucks is, you know, what do you, what is the average truck, second gen truck owner come to you with and say, Hey, um, TJ, I want to do this with my truck. Is, are they building kind of that five, five fifty range using it to tow and haul? Is that the bulk of it? And then you get a little bit where it's like, I'm shooting for a thousand horse or 900 on fuel only. Uh, yeah, the bulk of it's probably your, you know, your mid range guys, the 500 to 600 horsepower range. Um, 
I get a, I get a lot of guys that, that have, you know, a 63 mil charger and they, they're always asking me, you know, what, what injectors are pairing well with this charger or vice versa. I have 150s with a stock, you know, HX 35, you know, what, what turbo should I get with this? You know, and I'm not a big turbo guru. I've, I can only really say so much. There's so many different combinations. Um, yeah. I don't have the memory for it, but, uh, um, yeah, I'd say the bulk of my business is between the 500 and 600 horsepower range. And then you get the, the guys that have invested into the shide stage two VP 44s. And, you know, some guys have monster pumps. They come to me and, and try to go for that, you know, 900,000 horse. Um, it's, it's been kind of tough to get, you know, we got a guy, uh, 781 horse on a, a shide stage two pump with a single 64 charger, uh, CJ Schombert. But, uh, um, yeah, like I said, the most of my business would be in that five, 600 horse range. And then I'd say maybe five, 10%, um, is just the big, the big number guys that, that want to hit the dyno and raise an eyebrow or two. Now with the tuning side of it, that that's where I'm really curious is, you know, I, I remember the early days. So probably like I say early days, but when I got into it, so like, oh, six, oh, seven, there wasn't a ton that was out there for the 98 and a half to O2s as far as electronic power adders or, or just being able to do things. What, what today are you able to do with tuning to really wake these trucks up, whether they're at five to 600 or they're shooting for a thousand? So the good thing that the, um, the quadzilla guys, uh, over there, Marco and, and all them and Kelton, uh, Quadzilla's product right now, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up here and just kind of so I can get a little more accurate. I, I don't want to mumble too much, but uh, there's about 43, I think 43 or 44 parameters on these Quadzilla tuners um, that I mess with. And it's anywhere from, you know, the pump stretch, um, you know, pump low boost scale PSI. So when you're wanting that pump tap to hit, you know, what PSI you really want it to start coming in at, uh, the CAN bus fueling that they offer in that, in that tuner. Um, I can actually bring the fuel in per PSI. So if it, you know, I can level it out zero through 10 PSI. And then once we get that charger going at 10 PSI or something, I can really ramp the fuel up pretty hard and get, get real aggressive with it. Um, and then they also offer uh, timing ranges. Uh, so at 1500 RPM, I can change the timing there. I can change the timing at 2000 RPM, 2500 and 3000. So it's really, uh, really easy to kind of dial in where you want that curve. You know, I mean, my truck has always seemed to make its most power in the 26 to 27, 2800 RPM range. And with the ability to change a CAN bus and, and see when your boost is coming in and, and how the timing is in that area, we can really squeeze the most power out for that RPM range. Um, there's there's other, you know, other parameters in there, you know, timing reduction scaling, there's a light throttle timing advance. So if you're, if you're a hot shotter and you're pulling your load and, you know, you're just running a real light throttle. I can adjust the timing. So when it falls to a light throttle like that, you're, it'll advance your timing to 17, 18 degrees, um, or wherever we set it, you know, uh, these trucks seem to like 17, 18 degrees 
uh, at a light throttle like that to get the most mile per gallon. Um, so there's, like I said, there's a whole list of items here that, that we can change and kind of um, sweeten it up wherever you want it sweetened up. You know what I mean? So you can really dial in that drivability for that daily driven truck or somebody who's towing versus I had a friend that had a second gen and I don't remember what product he had on it, but I just remember it would be an absolute smoke show until the charger lit. And it wasn't like there wasn't a lot you could customize with it. It was just you had to wait for the, you know, the boost to come on and then it would take off. Right. So it's really cool to see how. Um, you know, we've talked a lot on the podcast over the years about common rail stuff and how you can really dial in the, the, the efficiency, the drivability of the throttle response. And so now with this product, you can do that on a second gen truck, regardless of whether it's stock or, you know, they're running a modified pump injectors, aftermarket charger, and, you know, maybe they're not towing, they're just, you know, having fun with it, taking it to the track or going on the dyno. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I, I did forget <clears throat> to mention that, you know, it, I have my 2001 that I tow with, uh, when I go to the track and I tell you what I've tried because I offer six tunes, you know, an eco, a daily, a tow, a street, a race, and then a smoke for the guys that kind of want to fool around. And I'm actually thinking about taking the smoke tune right out of my menu because this Quadzilla for some reason on, on most trucks, when they offer that, or when they ask for that tune, I'm having a heck of a time even getting it to smoke. And I've fiddled around with my truck, my personal uh, truck, my old one. And I tell you what, it, it, it's really hard to even get it to smoke. Um, and that's fine. I like a nice clean tune I, with the VPs and stuff. Cleaners better. They're more efficient. You can get a good uh, solid power band out of them. You know, if, if you, if you keep them clean like that. So um yeah, it's that's one of the, I think that's probably one of the biggest things I like about the Quadzilla is it, it cleans them up. It kind of gets gets them out, gets us out from underneath that microscope. You know, the EPA is really really wanting to crack down on all this stuff. And if I can get all these guys cleaned up, then that's just less crap we have to deal with. Yeah, and I think I've seen that a lot with uh, questions that we get either on Instagram or we just started a Discord server, which is really cool. Where are like hardcore fans come on and there's actually a couple of guys on there with second gen trucks that are, are building them. And there's a lot of people that are wanting to go back to, to an older, older truck, but they got used to the power they had on their six, seven Cummins or their six, seven power stroke or their L five P. So they're used to that 400, 900 foot pounds, thousand foot pounds. And what's so cool about diesel. And I mentioned this on another podcast and what attracted me to it at the very start was it's not like in the gas world where you almost have to get the latest and greatest because you're not going to squeeze that much power out of tuning where you can do that on a O2 VP44 truck. I mean, 400 horse and a thousand foot pounds isn't that hard to get. So you can still right. have that power, that response, and you don't have to have a 2021 model. Right. And, you know, I actually, when I bought my, my O1, uh, I sold my third gen. And I say, you know, I'm never buying another common rail again, you know, and granted, I had a pretty bad experience with that, with that old seven and a half. It just kind of, yeah, it, it, we didn't get along. And uh, <laughs> um, I say, you know, I'm just going to get another VP truck to tow around with. I don't have to worry about it, you know, low voltage messing up 
you know, $4,000 injectors. It's just, everything's cheaper. Everything's easier. Um, and you know, I, and I've dynoed my personal trucks from the time that I first got this quadzilla when it was, like I said, when it had the factory HX 35 and factory injectors, and we made 360 horse, 881 foot pounds of torque with a light tune, no studs, nothing. It was a solid, decent, you know, powerful truck, you know, it, it don't have to have 600 horse to be fun. No. Um, but it would tow anything you wanted it to. It would, you know, do just fine. It got, you know, 18, 19 miles per gallon. What more can you ask for? Really nothing in a three quarter or one ton truck with that kind of power and torque. I mean, that's, that's what's so cool about them. And, and I, I know that there's just so many people that are excited about older trucks. And I, I know that, yeah, if nobody's ever owned a diesel, but they know they want a Cummins, they usually hone in on the common rails, so the 0307s, or they're jumping to the 12 valves. And I've always kind of felt like the VP44 trucks are just kind of like the redheaded stepchild of, you know, the, yeah. the Cummins platform. But you mentioned Johnny at Stainless Diesel, and we had Chris Krebs on a couple of years ago on the podcast. And these trucks, they have potential, and they're regardless of what you want to do with them, there's, there's parts, there's, there's, they're simple, relatively speaking. They're definitely simpler than the new trucks. Um, you know, you don't have a DPF on the exhaust that came with it. There's, there's just a lot of benefits to it. And it's really cool. You know, today when I got the message from that, that gentleman on Instagram and I was looking at your Instagram page and, you know, he put together a bunch of questions to ask you, I thought, you know, there's so many times people have a VP truck and they just, they don't know where to start. You know, there's a lot of information out there for, you know, the 20 years of, of publications and just, you know, forums and things that have been talked about, but so much has changed. You know, like you'd mentioned with the, the technology with Quadzilla and what you're able to do and some of the power recipes and, you know, for the, the new VP 44 owner out there, they've got a bone stock truck. I thought it'd be cool if you and I went through maybe some different power recipes and yeah. things, you know, as a tuner, you, you, you know, work, you, you know, you know, people are happy with. So, it, you know, to get to that, let's say 450 to 500 horse range. And, um, we can assume that, you know, if it's an auto, they're going to have a built transmission or if it's a manual, they're going to have an upgraded clutch, but just as far as the engine and the electronics is concerned, what would you recommend for somebody to have, you know, a, an ultra reliable daily driving towing setup at 450 to 500? Well, 450 to 500, um, you know, and like you said, that's assuming we have the, the built trans that's assuming that yeah. these guys already have a lift pump set up. Um, you know, I, I think that's VP 101 is to make sure we get this, this pump supplied with nice fuel, you know, um, you know, so besides those two right off the bat, you know, uh, I personally was going to be looking at a, um, a 300 an S 300 GX turbo for my, my tow pig and a set of, you know, 150 horse injectors or, you know, seven by nine, seven by 10, something like that size. Uh, you know, when it comes to studs, I wouldn't even say those are required. Uh, springs, push rods, those can stay factory. Um, a lot of my buddies that I talk to through the building of this truck, they, they kind of know that I've, I've kind of built mine somewhat minim minimalistically. You know, I, I don't, I run Crower valve springs in my truck now, but, you know, instead of the three or 400 bucks for the set, 
I paid 112, you know, so, um, I guess, uh, you know, I, I would like to stay with, you know, like a 65 turbine when you're towing, they just seem to clear out a lot better. You know, they, they just, it just seems to be a little bit better. So that's why we were thinking about going with something like a 300 GX and, and the one fifties, um, for guys that just tow every once in a while, you know, like an S three sixty two or three sixty three, and some one fifties, that'd be a good, pretty easy combination to make the four fifty to five hundred. You know, it'd probably be closer to five hundred with that range. You know, with that setup. Um, supporting mods, really. I mean, as long as drive pressures and everything look good, I, I wouldn't even think you need to worry too much about about studs. So would you say over, say, like 550, 600, that's when we're going to start getting into head studs, valve springs, maybe even a modified VP44 injection pump, or you think the stock one's still good to that 550, 600 horsepower range? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the, the SOVP is good for that 550 to 600 range. The HOVP, you're starting to get towards the end of its range, it's, it's, it's not really happy anymore. Um, there's a big misconception that guys think, well, HOVP, high output, more power. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I guess it's been proven, you know, that the SOVP actually is, uh, um, the better pump of the two and don't quote me on this. I'm, I'm trying to think <laughs> about it. If I remember correctly, the HOVP runs a, high pressure, low volume type system. And the SOVP runs a low pressure, high volume distribution of the fuel. And, and I might be wrong. It's been a minute since I've been asked that question, but, uh, um, the SOVP we've, we've had trucks up to close to 750 horse, um, Austin Smith, uh, in the past, when you talk to him, I think we got his truck to 745, 740 ish, uh, on the dyno. Um, personally, my truck, when I was a single 64, 73, 14, and some six by 13 infinite performance injectors, I ran 595, 1193 at the dyno. Uh, nice, easy tune because I didn't have studs, you know. So I was making 60 pounds of boost, not running studs, and I ran that truck for a year, year and a half in that setup, and it was great. It was fun. It ran at 12, eight and a quarter mile. It was just fun, you know, regular cab long box. And it was, it was a fun, uh, reliable setup. Now, when, once we get, you know, kind of over, over that power range, how, I know there's a lot of different directions we could go with like compounds and, um, you know, an engine build, different cam, modified heads, all those sorts of things. But from a, from a tuning perspective, how do you handle those big horsepower guys like 750 to 900 or even if they're close to a thousand, is it, is it, um, 
you know, something where like, how do they tell you if, if they, if they need modifications, if there's some adjustments they need to the tunes, is it something that they're using a data logger and just giving you feedback for, and you can dial it in that way, or maybe some of the, those guys local to you, or you go to different events, like something like UCC or something, you see them out there and you can be with them in the pits and, and make the adjustments on the fly. Uh, with the bigger, with the bigger power guys like that, um, the, the Quadzilla does offer a data logging to where they can send over all their numbers, then I can piece it into a graph and kind of take a look at it. Okay. But um, it's, it's gotten so time consuming to have to break down, you know, uh, 25 lines of numbers and really only take the important ones out of it and then make the spreadsheet, make the graph. So I honestly, I've kind of done it old school, man. Like I just, I, I go off their butt dyno. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, if it feels faster than them and they're the ones that drive it every day, then it's faster than, you know, it's faster. And, and that's the way it is. Now, um, I would prefer to be able to get it on a dyno. Uh, I had a customer back in February, I believe he, he actually flew me out to Denver and we hit the dyno with it. Uh, we wanted to do a comparison between the TST Smarty Stack and the quadzilla so he didn't change anything on the build we just swapped out the tst smarty and put the quadzilla in and on the first pull we made 95 more horsepower with the quadzilla than than they ever got out of the tst smarty um but the the one main contributing factor that i look for when we're doing these tunes is at wide open throttle with these big boys you know making the big horse uh the horsepower i like to see a, a nice light gray haze behind the truck if it's too dark it's too much if it's too light it's too little um that that just magic gray color is just just what i'm usually looking for it's It's a little more simpler than some people some people (laughs) think you know but i like Mm -hmm. i said i've kind of done it old school i just you you tell me how it feels and if it's surging or something i know the parameters that i can change to kind of you know uh make that better you know, take that away. That, that's really cool because I, I remember I had a common rail and it was way before you could data log with it. So it was pretty soon after like the EFI live release. And I, I could think back to comparing, you know, the guy who was tuning my truck, I could tell him how it felt. I took it to the track. I could tell him what it did. And it was just, I don't know. I, I kind of like that. I like being able to give the feedback you know, and, and the tuner can say, Hey, okay, I know what I need to change. Try this file, take it out. And just, I don't know when, when you spend that much time racing or just driving your vehicle, you get to know it so well and you know how it responds to different conditions, whether it's towing or daily driving or racing. And I like that feedback. I'm kind of old school too. So I, I like that, that part of it and just being able to communicate with the person tuning my truck and, and, uh, you know, just get it to that point. We want it. It's really interesting. You mentioned being in Denver and I wanted to ask you that myself is, you know, tuning a VP truck for, you know, say one that's at sea level versus one that's at a mile above sea level or even higher. How, how much changes in what you do for, you know, a setup, let's just say it's like that five to 600 horse range. So it's not a race truck, but something, you know, somebody's driving every day towing with maybe hitting the track every now and then. Well, I, uh, I'll use Paul's trucking as a, as an example, just because, uh, um, I spent the most time with his truck being, being 
at that level. And we noticed that we really had to pull back a lot of fuel. Um, it, it would get pretty smoky if I kind of hit it with the normal amount of fuel that I give that setup. Now his setup is a little more extravagant, extravagant than some, you know, it was a 62 or 63 and a 475 and some, I think I want to say six by, uh, 14 injectors, something, that, something of that size. Um, so he was, he was in the upper 600s and power 680, something like that we made. Um, but normally with the, with the higher elevation guys, with, with the way I tune anyway, we usually have to pull out, uh, pull out some fuel. Um, I don't do too much changing with the timing. Um, it, like I said, it all kind of depends on how the, how the customer reacts to, um, to the tune, the data he gives me, how the spool up is, um, you know, just, just, it's, uh, I'm kind of drawing a little <laughs> bit of a blank, but <laughs> well, just the feedback that like, yeah, that they're, yeah, that they're giving you. Yeah. Right. Right. Is there, but, a, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But, but normally for, for the most part, we are pulling some fuel out, uh, to help, to help that out for some reason. It just, it's just helping it out quite a bit when we start easing up on the fuel. So I was the, the reason that part really interested me is I'm, I'm here in Denver as well. And, and I know a lot of friends I've had over the years have really struggled with EGTs and not necessarily with custom tuning, but just like the box tuning that used to be out there and being at higher elevations, it's just like your EGTs climb so quick. What kind of EGTs do you like to make sure a truck doesn't go over? Let's, let's just like for a second, just focus on that stock engine. Maybe, um, maybe it has head studs, valve springs, but it's something that, you know, the guys driving every day, what's kind of the limit for, for what, uh, for what you like to see for longevity with the engine. I don't like to see over 1250. Um, if a guy's cruising, you know, with that setup in a truck, just basically a factory truck, you know, uh, and he's cruising down the highway at 65, 75 miles an hour. Yeah, I would say 700, you know, 700 degrees between seven, 800 degrees. That's, that's what I would like to see. You know, if it's lower, fantastic. If it's a little higher, you, you, it's not that big of a deal, but if he's, you know, if he's pulling something, he's starting to grab uh 1250, 1300 degrees. And I'm, then I'm getting a little, you know, I want, I want to drop that down a bit. So, um, I, I would like to see my guys that are pulling or, or just driving all, all the time if they're getting into it and, and needing um, needing that power. I like to keep them under 1,200 is where I like to see. You know, if, if he's holding the speed and he's at 1,200 degrees, it's a little high, but it's not bad. It's not, it's not much to really worry about. Yeah, that's uh... – I think that's something where elevation, you know, for those guys who are relatively stock, it's something that they see, but then definitely on the performance side or the street side, you know, and the big injectors and the modified pump, that's probably going to come into it as well, you know, with, which, with just the temperatures. And, and I know with some of the, some of the guys I've talked to that have had newer diesels and they know what these trucks get to during regens and things like that, it's a totally different scale than the older trucks and so when they go back to a second gen or they go back to a third gen or a first gen they'll ask well what's a normal egt range or what what should i see where should i try to keep it to because 
you know, the, their older truck, which was a new one, tends to get really hot during a regeneration. So it's right. it, it's always a question that, uh, that I see the new guys asking. And, and, you know, with the VP trucks, I definitely wanted to, to ask you that part. And, you know, while we're on, you know, kind of the kind of the talk about performance and, and kind of pushing the envelope and different things like that, what do you think is going to be the next kind of big leap forward? with VP 44s and racing or, you know, competition, say even going over a thousand horse on fuel. What, um, what are you hoping to see for, for those trucks? Well, that's, you know, that's tough. Cause it's, you know, me being kind of a newbie in the industry, um, it's hard for me to say stuff that's not already been done. You know, um, I, I personally think that VP wise, unless, unless Bosch, gives guys access to the PSGs and being able to actually get into the electronic side, the computer side of the VP. Um, I think we've pretty much got the VPs um, covered, you know, mechanically wise, you know, the, the changes that these companies like Shide and, and, and monster Mike, when he was, when he was doing it, if he's still doing it, um, the changes that they've made, I think that's about all we got, you know, but I, I think uh, when it comes to, I just had this conversation with a guy yesterday. Um, I think we need to start, uh, I guess it, I can't really say I think, cause it's not really my idea. We, you know, he, he actually said that he thinks that we need to figure out um, injection pressures, you know, trying to keep the amount of volume without sacrificing the pressure um, in the nozzles of the, of the injectors. And we think that that may be the next step, you know, if we can figure out what combination of modifications or whatever, um, with the injectors create the best results, then maybe I think something like that would probably be the next big step forward in making more power than we already are, you know, um, I think Shide has their their stage two pump set at 200 horse over uh, over factory, um, and that's that's pretty good, man. You know, so yeah. uh, I think it's it's just going to have to be in the injection side of it. You know, in in the injector side of it is where we're going to have to start making more more changes. You know, and like I said, it's not my idea. That's came from guys much smarter than I am, but. Uh, I think that's where we're headed. Well, what's so cool about those trucks is so much of it is figured out, like the transmission side, the engine side, um, you know, even the air side. It's not like, you know, like you'd mentioned your 07 and a half for a long time. Six sevens were like, well, what do we do with this thing? You know, <laughs> what do we do with the transmission? Um, and so I, I think those second gens, it's it, it, a lot of it's figured out. But yeah, I think I think that side of it will be really interesting to follow. And, and see what happens and there's a ton of those trucks out there and i know people are going to be picking them up they're going to be wanting to to do stuff to them and it's always cool you know learning about them i never owned one um but i i've had friends that have had them and i've always kind of been interested in them and so it, it's always great to be able to learn about new things that are coming up for them ways that you know people like yourself or are making them run more efficiently, get more power out of them. And so I'm definitely looking forward to it. I know there's a couple guys on our, on our discord server that are really interested in power recipes or relatively stock trucks that they're going to be building. And so for anyone out there that's listening and they're like, Hey, I want to, 
I need to get my truck tuned or I want to ask some questions, what's a great way to get in touch with you and be able to chat about their builds, their trucks, and be able to help them you know, run more efficiently or make a higher power number? Yeah, sure. I have a few different ways I can be contacted. I'm on uh, Instagram. Um, the screen name is one bad VP 44. Um, I'm also on Facebook. I have a tuning group that actually I kind of use as a way to um, contact or the way to stay in touch with, you know, my customers and people that have those kind of questions. It's a uh, one before custom tuning, or I guess custom tunes, I'm sorry, one bad VP 44 custom tunes on uh, Facebook. I have a business Facebook page. It's one bad VP 44 performance LLC. And then I have my website as well. It's uh, one bad VP 44 performance LLC.com. I know it's long, but that's just what it is, you know? So, um, and they, they can, uh, get a hold of my number and my email all on the website and on my Facebook business page. That's awesome. It was, uh, it's great to chat with you today. I, I uh, appreciate you taking time out of your day on short notice. And, um, I appreciate the, the recommendation that we got on Instagram to, to be able to chat with you and ask that question. So I, I look forward to seeing, you know, what you do with, with your truck and some new developments. We'll have to chat again here in the future and see, see what's going on in the VP 44 world and, and some advancements that, uh, that are happening on the performance side. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, uh, keep a lookout. I'm going to be headed down there to Kansas in, uh, November for the cash bash and, uh, it's going to be basically one VP truck against uh, 31 other common rails and P pumps. So we're going to see how we do down there. Don't forget diesel fans, make sure and head on over to dieselmatic.com. If you own a diesel shop and you're looking for ways to maximize your website, stay ahead of the competition, be able to find customers that fit what you're doing in your shop day in and day out. Use discount code TDP 15. You get 15% off your first four months. For the podcast listeners out there that don't own a diesel shop, or even if you do, we want to see you guys on our Discord. There's a link down below you're going to see in the bio, or you can go to Instagram, search Diesel Podcast. There's a link right there. You can join our Discord. We've got over 100 people on there now, which it's grown really fast. It's only like two, two and a half weeks old. But there's so many, one, really cool trucks we're seeing, whether they're Power Strokes, Cummins, Duramax, a lot of in-depth questions with builds, setups, what kind of turbos, injectors should you run, what about custom tuning, wheel and tire setup, suspension. There's so much more that's on there that that doesn't exist on Instagram or Facebook or just apps where it's just like, it's just really visual. There's not a lot of discussion. So if you like discussion, you want to chat in depth about things, join our discord. I wanted to give a shout out to one of our Patreons, which is rights diesel services and Patreon's a way that you can be even more involved in the podcast than just listening or joining our discord or, or following us on a social media app. We've got some really cool perks on there with exclusive discount codes. You get episodes first. There's going to be Q and A's ways you can engage with us more, get your truck part of the podcast cover, be listed as a, a co-director for episodes. And it's as cheap as $3 a month. I, I spend way more than that per day on just things that don't even matter. And for $3 a month, you get access to all that. And there's other higher tiers as well that give you more perks as you go up. But if you're interested, make sure and click the link in our bio on Instagram or down below, you're going to find a link as well. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.